Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Season 2 of the Modern History HSC Podcast. Today, we're going to be starting off with our first debate, our first battle for who is the greatest Soviet leader. The criteria for this debate is trying to discern, trying to argue which Soviet leader oversaw the most important period of time in the Soviet Union's history. The Soviet leaders, which we are allowed to discuss, are Lenin, Stalin, Khrushchev, Brezhnev, and Gorbachev. That's a lot of Evs, and <laughs> let's just get straight into it today. I'm keen to see how the boys go. Um, the debaters today, we have uh, Thomas, Mark, and Luke, and Mark is going to be going first, so let's dive straight in, Mark. Come out swinging, mate. Who is your choice? Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's Mark. Um, well, when I was looking at this question, it was um, trying to decide what point was most important in Soviet history. And so I was thinking, uh, well, the beginnings, it's very important. There's a change from the Romanov dynasty into a socialist and communist power. And then there's also Gorbachev trying to end the Soviet Union. Well, he wasn't trying to. It, his um, actions ended up kind of following on. And then you've also got Khrushchev seeing over the um, Cuban Missile Crisis and one of the closest points to World War Three. And so when I'm thinking of the Soviet history, um, a very important part of it was the Cold War, taking up most of its um, history and the decisions that were made by their leaders. And so um, I ended up thinking that the Cuban Missile Crisis was a very important and significant event during the Cold War and hence Soviet history. And therefore I've chosen Khrushchev to be um, the leader which oversaw the most important um, and significant events in Soviet history, which um, I can see Mr. Hamilton, he doesn't agree with, but... Um, and hey, I, did, I didn't say it. anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I thought I'm it was hoping, interesting. It's a bold call. Yeah, well, I'm hoping to change your minds on it. So yeah. um, with Khrushchev's rule, it was about eight or so years but in that time, there was a lot of significant events that happened, like the Cuban Missile Crisis. But he was also responsible for the um, space race occurring and kind of showing the Soviet technological might. But then his actions also resulted in the Sino-Soviet split and the fracturing between communist powers. And it was showing... Uh, divergence from all the previous leaders and was kind of a beginning to the end for the Soviet Union earlier. And so the points I'm going to talk on about Khrushchev's um, important events would be his um, de-Stalinisation, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis and the Sino-Soviet split as well as the space race. 
And so after Stalin's death and oh, – I'll let you go. Sorry, sir. No, that's all right. I was just thinking that perhaps before we jump in to your whole list, because this will be part of more of the debate, let's um, maybe throw it off to somebody else to hear what they're, what, who they're going to do. So, Mark, who's who do you want to hear from? I bet you you're eager to know who you're up, what you're up against. Yeah. Um, well, I'll pick Tom. He can present his most important leader. Yeah. So, just the an opening to who it is. A really good phrasing by Mark and his reasons, but don't go into the specific detail. Save that for the argument. <laughs> Yeah, so we're talking about the Soviet Union here and the most important and crucial leader to the Soviet Union. And in my opinion, that would have to be Lenin, as without Lenin, there is no Soviet Union. <laughs> and so, I don't know, he had the, the ideology to, you know, and the uh, ability to modify Marxism for use in Russia in the form of Leninism, you know, he didn't want to wait for revolution to take its own course through capitalism and whatnot. He wanted to take Russia straight to socialism using his professional revolutionaries and whatnot. And he was going to, he was willing to, you know, use force to get, get what he wanted and make Russia a socialist country. I know. Go, Luke. And we've got three different, or are you agreeing with anybody? No, well, for me, there's the two main parts of the Soviet Union is obviously, like Tom said, there wouldn't be a Soviet Union without Lenin, but also Gorbachev. So you got the start of the Soviet Union and the end. And I was kind of leaning towards Lenin because Tom said that. I'm going to just go with Gorbachev and say that he was the most important leader because of all his reforms and stuff, and he really brought the... Uh, Soviet Union back to from sort of a not a very nice place to live to somewhere that like he was trying to make it better. Radio. Oh man, I'm just shocked that nobody picked Stalin. Like, I'm gonna have to come in and defend <laughs> defend the big boy. Well, he's not that big. He's actually we're about the same size at five foot seven. So yeah, I might have to come in and defend Stalin for a little bit as well. Um, but it's your debate. So, Mark, take it take it away. Why do you not agree with these other two, with these other two people? Um, well, I can agree that Lenin has a very crucial role establishing the um, Soviet ideology and the Soviet Republic. And um, but then again, when I'm thinking of that time. There's been the um, there was a lot of unrest within the peasant class and um, Lenin he had also been banished over to all these other place, places and so um, a lot of these revolutionary ideas were kind of taking steam and it was kind of Lenin playing from the side trying to instigate a lot of these um, revolutionary ideas in the population. And 
As for Gorbachev, I don't believe, well, the end of the Soviet, um, the Soviet Union was an important event, but because the, um, by that time, there'd also been a lot of different events that had kind of been hinting towards the end of it, and it just happened to be the final nail in the coffin. Well, as a counter... Yeah, I agree with that. I could say that, like, because of that, we're talking about the end of the Soviet Union, and you could say that Gorbachev had a huge role on that, but I want to focus more... Like, that was coming for a long time, and I want to focus more on sort of his his ideology and stuff, like he's bringing a totally new um, ideology to the Soviet Union, and trying to um, encourage the people like encourage the people to have their say and also to revolutionize foreign policy and all that sort of stuff but really on that note luke i would say that gorbachev didn't really have much of a input in the events that sort of unfolded throughout his unknown leadership like maybe it was just because he was uh, um he was much looser in his um, rule than, say, Stalin or Khrushchev or Brezhnev, which allowed them to, which allowed the people to, you know, rise up and sort of, you know, tear down the Berlin Wall. You know, his um, policies caused, allowed them to, you know, speak out against the Soviet Union and, you know, resulted in the collapse. But really he wasn't, say, the strongest leader in the Soviet Union and maybe didn't... um, have quite the same, you know, leading ability as, say, Lenin, Stalin, Brezhnev, Khrushchev. Yeah, I wanted to jump in and just reiterate that, and this is coming to Luke's defence, that the question is, is not who's the best leader. The question is, who oversaw the most important period of time in the Soviet Union's history? Luke is saying that Gorbachev's overseeing a period of time where the Soviet Union could have westernised and maybe had a long-term survival and changed, even though it failed. Mark's saying that the tension of the of the Cold War is the event which is most important. And Tom, you're saying that the creation of the Soviet Union is the most important. That's what you guys are really arguing about. And the leaders are just the, like their credentials are probably least uh, less important. Um, yeah, well, I still remain. Well, I feel that with any kind of ideology, there's always going to be someone saying, oh, wouldn't it be nice if this had happened? Like, we're very, um, we're being ruled by all these SARS and all this, and... Um, be nice to overthrow it. There's like a lot of um, kind of wants and needs to overthrow these old dynasties. And so with um, Lenin, well, he was crucial, but there was co- going to come a time where the Soviet, the Russian people would just be fed up with their um, people and revolt, but 
there's all these capitalistic tendencies that were rising through Europe. It's just that the communist ideology pushed by Lenin as he um, adapted it from Marxism, I feel is a crucial part, but I feel that the Soviets or communist ideology would have popped up sometime else or would have kind of, it may have emerged but struggled slightly without the leadership of Lenin, but I still think that it would have emerged somewhere. To combat that, Mark, I have a quote here by a historian, and that is that the great difference between the Second or Bolshevik Revolution and all previous revolutions was the presence of Lenin. Why? And what does that mean? It just means that, you know, Lenin was out there. He was um, providing a sort of figure, a cult of personality for the people to follow. Um, he was really putting communism in the in the spotlight, providing it to the people, making it appealing to the Russian people. Um, he was willing to, you know, use, use force and you know just take over russia in in the time in the like time period that it was in with the fall of the tsars and whatnot you know timing's everything and he was able to realize the timing was right for him to step in and take over russia do you think that um without lenin like trotsky and stalin would have been able to kind of establish the communist ideology anywhere or was he so crucial that without him nothing would have happened? Well, he was very crucial, but on the other hand, you know, Trotsky and Stalin helped out in the formation of the Soviet Union in the beginning years, but realistically, without Lenin there, without the Bolshevik party, you know, Stalin would have never come to power later on because he would have just been some poor Georgian boy without any, like, without, with little um, ability to rise up within the ranks of the Soviet Union if it wasn't a socialist state, you know, if it, if it had stayed as a feudalist country or, say, gone to capitalism, it would have been much harder for him to rise to power. But because Lenin allowed, like, gave him this opportunity... And, you know, the, the Bolsheviks were so focused on socialism, which is about sort of equality across social classes and whatnot. Stalin was then given the ability to rise into such a position of power, which he was able to take advantage of and gain power in the Soviet Union. But if we want to bring it back more to the question of who oversaw the most influential time, well, you got Gorbachev on one hand, He's coming into the Soviet Union. They're already crumbling, and he's overseen the fall of the Berlin Wall, um, Russia leaving Afghanistan, you know, withdrawing from Afghanistan, the strategic defence initiatives. Um, you know, he's dealing with this new foreign policy that Reagan's bringing in, and then you've got the INF Treaty, which he signed. And then the breakaway from the Brezhnev doctrine, Glasnost and Perestroika. Like, as far as timed in the Soviet Union, I feel like this is probably one of the most influential, especially on us. Like, 
I suppose Lenin at the very beginning, that was an influential time for the Soviet Union as well. But like, this is something that we can, I can more relate to anyway, because it's happened more recently and he's overseen so much of like the changes within the Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, I just feel though that the Soviet had was pretty much done by the time um, Gorbachev had got in, like the Afghan, Afghan war had kind of crippled him. And then also with the, um, such as the Sino-Soviet split due to Khrushchev had kind of, um, it showed a, the fracturing relations between the two largest communist powers. And so therefore the ideology couldn't really um, stick together as like a one single vision, whereas capitalism was kind of um, more allied together, such as like all the NATO groups and all that. There was more of a similar um, similar goal that they were achieving. Um, and for my case for Khrushchev, like, I feel the Cuban Missile Crisis, it was kind of a um, very influential time. Like everyone remembers like the atom bomb and the extreme tensions that were, um, that existed due to um, each power having such large stockpiles of it, which could pretty much end the world in nuclear apocalypse. And so uh, just, it was a risky gamble on Khrushchev's part, which kind of allowed a bit of tension to erupt, but also allowed them to kind of um, defend their interests as well, like getting nukes out of Turkey and kind of pro uh, promising protection for Cuba from invasion by the Americans. But on the note, you've got the Cuban Missile Crisis under Khrushchev, which is a very important time, but like that's one thing. And then you've got Gorbachev with the, um, you know, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the all these at the SDI, the INF, you know, he well, he oversaw the Soviet Union collapse. Like he oversaw, I feel like, the most influential part of Soviet history. He might not have been the most influential leader, but I think he oversaw the most influential part. Yeah. I feel like Khrushchev, as a leader, he wasn't as influential, but there's also stuff like the space race that was also existing, like um, the launch of Sputnik and Yuri Gagarin. That was kind of a defining moment of Soviet achievement and really stuck it to the West that they were more superior in all this technology. And it was kind of showing the um, abilities of the Soviet Republic to kind of um, set themselves on the world stage as a legitimate leader. And you also have Sino-Soviet split and all these things in such the 
the short time that it was, were very influential. Like there was different tacks in how the Soviet history progressed due to a lot of the events that occurred under Khrushchev. And then back to Gorbachev's time, like you could say that it was a, the end of the Soviet Union was a big event in the history of the Soviet Union, but I feel like it really wasn't as beneficial to the Soviet people, um, to the Soviet Union or even the Russian people as, say, Gorbachev had hoped in their transition from socialism to capitalism. Like, you know, they got a little bit more freedom and whatnot, but realistically they just went from a... Um, from having everything state-owned to having everything in a private monopoly and their economy hasn't, like, econ- economically speaking, they haven't really had much of an, a benefit, like, uh, um, a prosperous time after the um, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, unlike what happened with, say, Stalin and with, say, Lenin with their um, economic policies and whatnot, which, you know, boost the industrial and economic economic output of the Soviet Union. Yeah, I agree. If that, like, they were, like, Lenin and Stalin were um, pretty good at putting the Soviets back into the modern age, like, at whatever cost it was, all the millions of lives. But um, if I'm also thinking on like the people with Khrushchev, it was kind of the first kind of, he was peeling back a lot of censorship and repression that had existed due to Stalin's years. And so I have a figure here that he'd released about 8 million people from the gulags that had existed under Stalin, many innocent people from the political purges. But they, um, it was a different tact to what had been occurring previously and was offering a bit more freedom to the Soviet people. Can I come yeah. in and just, like, chuck a hand grenade in a bit? So, right. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Rightio, cool. My hand grenade is that you're all wrong, that if the way that I think about it, and you've all got your, you know, big fancy ideas, but... I want to break it down that if you think about the Soviet Union, because it does have a beginning and an end, which is perfect for us to have a look at. Most important period of time, you have the birth, you have the death, and then you have like the forging of what the Soviet Union is, and that is under Stalin. And we're all dancing around bloody World War Two. We're saying that, you know, the beginning like I'm trying to think what means important, like important, like the most do or die moment for the Soviet Union. Maybe it's the beginning when you're trying to consolidate power. Maybe it's like at the end. Well, yep, the Soviet Union collapses. So um, important. They tried to hang on. Cuban Missile Crisis. Yep, you could have blown up the whole world. Um, and there's some stress happening in there. But World War Two. They literally had the Nazis just, like, sieging every single city, and that was the most, I think, do-or-die moment for the Soviets. They literally had to have, like, a policy of not one step back where it's like, if you turn around, we'll shoot you. We don't even have enough guns to hang on to, like, to 
have like a second line. Once you see the bloke in front of you get shot, pick up his gun and keep going. Like, we're not even going to give you any bullets. And like, they forged themselves in that period of time. And that's under Stalin. But if you're saying more do or die, I feel like the nuclear tensions, like with World War Two, that was pretty costly, like 70 odd million people had died. But under a nuclear apocalypse, you have the whole world and 70 million is far, far less than the five or so billion that was back then. Look, the Soviet Union, the United States weren't going to blow each other up. Like, they're just playing, they were playing hardball brinkmanship. What do you reckon about that? Soviets were going to be invaded and, like, not transition into becoming Russia after the Nazis take over. That's all going to become part of Nazi Germany. And if they fail in that do or die moment, well, look, then you've got the Nazis ruling Europe. And then you've got a whole different timeline. Then you don't have the Cold War. But you also have, like, the leaders may not have wanted to have nuclear war. They may have just wanted to be, oh, yeah, I'm the biggest, stronger one. But then they also had all their generals that had the power to launch all these nuclear weapons, such as we saw with the nuclear sub near um, Cuba, where they needed three people to do it. And it was thanks to this one fella that was like, no, this is a false alarm, we're not going to launch it. Like, such the fragile nature of the nuclear standoff, the leaders may not have wanted nuclear war and just wanted to be the leader, but it was those little inconsistencies in their stuff that allowed them to kind of increase the tension and bring about mutually assured destruction from little mistakes such as false alarms. And if we're talking about um, alternate timelines here, let's go right back to Lenin and World War One and whatnot. You know, if the Germans hadn't have sent Lenin into, the, into Russia, would there be a Soviet Union? Would there be a Stalin? If Lenin hadn't have... It would be a Stalin. His mother <laughs> gave birth to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the question. Would, would we know who Stalin is, though? Would we even know who Stalin is, or would he just have been some some farmer in Georgia there? Just I don't know. No, he would have been a shoemaker. That's what his dad was doing. <laughs> and then, so then you got the Treaty of Brest-Litovsk. If Lenin hadn't signed the treaty, it would have been much more likely that Germany would have taken Russia in that stage than even in World War Two when they were marching oh, up through. Shit, that's a really good point. You know, That's yeah, like because you know, Russia, yeah, Russia's already in turmoil. You know, the the Tsars cocked everything up. The um, the people are all deserting the army. They're all running running for the hills, and the Germans are just marching straight on through. You know, they had to move the capital and everything because of the fact that the Germans were making such big inroads into into Russia. And so, you know, if they hadn't have signed that treaty, would there be? A Russia that wasn't controlled by Germany, and would there have been a Soviet Union either? That is another question. Um, you go on further events, you know, you have the Civil War. You know, if they hadn't have won the Civil War, Russia would probably have gone back to a capitalist nation, you know, 
close relations to England and France and whatnot, how it was during the SARS reign. Um, it also showed the success of war, like war communism and the communist ideology over capitalism. And then after that, if Lenin hadn't have then implemented the NEP and stemmed, um, dispelled the um, angst and the sort of dissatisfaction that the people had for him after war communism, would the Soviet Union have stuck around then? All these alternate timelines, so. Oh, bloody hell, I only thought there were two horses in this race, but then you come throwing in that and, man, yeah, okay. Luke, what do you reckon? Are you out of this? Or <laughs> I want to hear what you reckon. No. What's your alternate timeline? Well, I feel like for the most important part in Soviet history, like Gorbachev saw it and he also saw, you know, like um, the meltdown of the um, Chernobyl reactor and then you've got all this, like, all these changes within the Soviet Union. You know, you can talk about the Soviet Union wouldn't have come about if these things and, you know, Lenin could have done this and Stalin did this. But really, if we're talking about just important times, I feel like this is one of the most important. And really, if Gorbachev had been a better leader, this could have really reshaped the Soviet Union and kept them going. But... You know, it's a very important time for the Soviet Union. Gorbachev just basically stuffed it up. That's a bit harsh on old Gorby. What you're saying that if he oppressed these people a little bit longer, <laughs> he would have been he would have done a better job. I'm not saying he should have oppressed them longer, but he if he had a like, I don't know. I can't tell him how to do his job. I'm not a politician, but if he had a like, it's the most important time where he could have reshaped. Um, this whole Soviet Union made them into, you know, another a superpower again. But on his party failed. Like I'm not saying I could have done a better job, but yeah, for important times, I think this is one of the most where Gorbachev's in control. Yeah, well, I feel like with Gorbachev, yeah, it would be nice if he could oppress people like Stalin had, but by that time. <laughs> They'd had no money. They're just a dead horse being beaten by the Americans. Like, there's not much fight left in them. So, him just putting the final nail in the coffin, pretty much, for me. Yeah, he he breaks up the union. That's basically what it is. He consolidates what power that Russia can hang on to, which is the homeland. And it's just like, we haven't got resources to hang on to the union anymore. So I can concede that that is important because, like, you hang on to something, cool, you get, like, a bronze medal. But you don't walk away with the gold like Stalin does. Walks away with the gold at the end of World War Two, Victory Day. Defeats the Nazis. Americans just come in and take the spoils at the end. Come on, it's got to be Stalin. People just think Stalin when they think of the Soviet Union. Stalin didn't have the atom bomb, though. Stalin didn't have the atom bomb, yeah. At such powers as Khrushchev. We're talking about Khrushchev life or death here. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a bit illiterate and all that, but he gave it a fair go. <laughs> 
if we're talking about Stalin's gold medal in the um, in World War Two there with his, um, you know, they, the Russians took Berlin or whatever at the last like, you know, final final hours of the war and like the, the last straw and whatnot, but you know that should have given them heaps more of a um, negotiation advantage than it did, and it was purely because the Americans had the atom bomb and the Russians didn't that there was that sort of tension and the Americans were able to take a lot a lot of the spoils there. So I guess you could say that Khrushchev was in a much more, I don't know, crucial time for the Soviet Union with the atom bomb thing is that showed that it had so much more power over simply a massive land army which had, you know, just destroyed Germany. All right, we got five minutes because I want to hard cap this at half an hour. So final thoughts. Have you changed your mind? Are you sticking to your guns? And then we'll see if it comes out with a with you know a majority in any regards. So mark you first. Do you change your mind or are you sticking with Khrushchev? Uh, I'm sticking with Khrushchev, but I'm also kind of leaning <clears throat> towards Lenin because, like Tom said, there was a lot of important things that happened. But yeah, I'm not going to go with Gorbachev just because. <laughs> I don't think um, everything comes to an end anyway. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's my thoughts. All right, Tom. Yeah, agreeing with Mark, I still feel like, um, you know, the, the better years for the Soviet Union were leaning towards the start and the, like, um, early, um, you know, escalation of their power and whatnot under Lenin and then Stalin and then Khrushchev. And then after that, it sort of fell off. And so I, I was still sitting at sort of Lenin and coming into it, I was caught between Lenin and Stalin. And, you know, your points sort of had a lot of similar um, um, ideas to what I was putting out about Lenin, sir. And I'm, I'm still just not touching Gorbachev with a 10-foot pole <laughs> or, or Brezhnev for that matter because he, he's even, even more of a, a shadow leader. Righto, Luke, what do you reckon... You changed at the last minute. I think you took on the poison chalice and you did a good job, I will say. But what do you reckon? Do you yeah, change your I, mind? I wanted Lennon, but I feel like it wouldn't have been a very good argument if we just had two Lennons and one other person. So, But I feel like someone who was like more um, acquainted with it than I was coming into it, you probably could make an argument for Gorbachev because, you know, as far as like, important times go he did oversee a very important uh, important part of the soviet union just he didn't do the best job so do who do so you picked lennon just to clarify as your number one if you had to choose yeah because there wouldn't be a soviet union without lennon right yeah so i think the takeaway is that and luke you brought up a good point is that there's literally not a single like period of time where like the soviets like don't have an important thing going on they don't have like a rest period it's always like survival at the beginning survival under stalin like world survival under khrushchev brezhnev yeah so <laughs> he's fighting some afghans and like they're in the detente period so that's the cooling off period that's probably the only break period and then you have Gorbachev with like oh his mountain of stuff he's trying to do as well, which you've explained. But I think 
Tom's rebuttal to my major point about the Germans taking over the Soviet Union um, kind of smashed it because, like, that's like the 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 Treaty of Brest-Litovsk is like that's the first iteration. My timeline doesn't happen if that first part doesn't happen, and I'm all about timelines and continuity. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go Lenin as well. I think it looks like Lenin is the winner. Go Lennon. <laughs> yeah. Radio, thank you, listeners, for joining in. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to the podcast. Hopefully you stick to the end. I definitely feel like the second half of the discussion is where we kind of warmed up into it a little bit more. Um, we are still learning. We're dealing with, you know, shitty internet connections and all that sort of stuff. Um but, yeah, I definitely enjoyed this chat to the end and really think that we worked out some good, solid ideas. So I'll get all the boys to sign off in order again, and then we'll catch you next time. So, Mark? Yeah, thanks, everyone, for coming. I agree the second end was pretty good, and good job for Tom with the dubs. Thanks, Mark. Um, thank everyone. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, I guess this podcast was a bit different to the Soviet Union. You know, the, the better parts came at the end, but you know, <laughs> th thanks for hanging around. See you all on the next one. Right, yeah. Luke? Thanks, everyone, for listening, and um, hope you enjoyed it. Yep, there you go. Sometimes you just got to have someone come in and throw in a bit of passion, a bit of a hand grenade. Um, we'll see you next time. Please make sure you like, subscribe, follow, leave us a rating on, on Apple. Um, oh, there goes the timer. That's going to be beautiful for somebody listening, this massive timer thing going off. Catch you later. Bye.